My last podcast described a two-step process for an ideal leg position. The first step was to bring your leg under your torso, followed by the second, advance your torso over your leg. With that second action, there was an almost non-existent but necessary outward spiral of your leg that helps you achieve the action of coming up over your leg and actually sends you onto the inner part of your thigh, that inward rotation that all dressage riders strive to achieve. You are rotating your leg inward, effortlessly, powered through that outward spiral. The result of coming to this close to standing position sets you up to access the powerful muscles of your pelvis and spine for effortless leg aids. It creates the counterbalance through your seat bones for stability, flexibility, and the capacity to soften your communication through the reins and use your seat instead of your arms in a way your horse understands. Hello, I'm Suzanne DiStefano. Welcome to my podcast. I help riders find the almost invisible movements that uncover their potential for better riding. Before I get to into more about your leg position, I want to state it's a process that all these movements, including my description of an ideal leg position, are to be explored with care. It's important to sense what is going on in your movements. In fact, that's the most important part. Keep in mind the ideal, your goal, but stay focused on the sensations of what you are doing. What feels more effortless? What feels more balanced? What feels more functional? Sometimes what you perceive as good isn't quite. You will question your decisions, often have a false sense of what you're doing, and wonder if you have made the improvements you wanted to make. This is just part of your learning. Over time, you will trust your perceptions and trust yourself more and more. There were times I wondered if I had gotten rid of an old habit and have had that old bad habit show up again, like it was telling me it was saying farewell, reassuring me of my progress. And there have been those rare times I think to myself, if this isn't what's correct, I don't know what is. Those scarce achievements so far have not disappointed. In fact, these are what I want to share with you. However, in contrast, there's the vast multitude of times I end up finding approximations, actions and solutions that are an evolution, a compromise, better, but not quite right. Sometimes things fall apart, get messy, or I lose something I've worked hard to in the past to achieve, but there's a glimpse of something new that has potential. How exciting is that? That's the power of sensing and observing. You can catch seemingly tiny sensation that sensations that may be missed w- without this mindset. There's that continual search for nuance. It's a matter of observing in the moment, sensing in the moment to find what's possible and following and building to recreate those moments to show potential. That show potential. Now get back to your leg position. There are other details to keep in mind to develop your leg. Pay attention to your overall balance and alignment. 
There are times I change the rider's leg position through changes in the rider's upper body. Sometimes something as simple and elusive as relaxing the shoulders can help the center of gravity lower and bring about a global relaxation, releasing tension in the legs, allowing the leg to lengthen downward. Most riders don't consider the connection between the torso and leg position. Overall balance goes both ways. If your leg isn't in a good position or you don't have command of the flexibility of your core, your balance will suffer. Some holding may result from leaning forward or leaning back or not having a well-stacked spine. Pressing down into your stirrups sends a force back upward, creating a tension in the joints above. Arching or rounding your back influences your hips and your ability to access or not the powerful muscles of your pelvis and back. Anything that jeopardizes your balance, however slight, will cause excess tension in muscles. For example, leaning back will engage your abdominals to keep you from falling back. You can even try it. Sit on the edge of a firm chair without rounding or arching your back. Lean back. And there's a point where your abdominal muscles engage. So do this slowly. Lean back slowly and you will notice that engagement, first small, then more obvious. By the way, this is not the core stability you desire. It is simply your nervous system responding to keep you upright, keep you from falling backward. It's preserving your balance. It's far better to remain balanced than constantly use your muscles to stay balanced. That engagement also negatively impacts your breathing and your ability to be flexible in your movements. That excess unnecessary effort also interferes with your ability to sense what your horse is doing. Sometimes I believe that the most damaging request we ask of riders is the insistence of heels down. Often it's the focus in the first riding lesson and it's the main focus, like it's the cure-all for all the rider's difficulties and that it's proof that you're insecure in the saddle. This is a superficial way of looking at the rider's position. If done incorrectly, heels down jeopardizes balance and stability. Too often, riders get rewarded by their instructor for pushing into the stirrups, sending the foot forward, giving only the visual appearance of the heel being lower than the front of the foot. Heels down should be the result of bringing the leg under the torso and the torso over the leg. That's where your spine and torso align over your leg, allowing your weight to easily travel down into your heels. The weight in the stirrup, unless bringing the seat out of the saddle, does not increase. So think, weight in heels, not heels down. Two damaging results happen when the heels are pushed down improperly. The rider's leg is placed too far in front, tending to create a chair seat. That action of pushing down and forward into your stirrups sends your knee back and up, pushing the rider towards the cantle. And that downward pressure into the stirrups creates an equal and opposite force going back up the leg. This produces tension in the joints of the ankle, knee, and hip. Plus, it stiffens the upper body where the ribs lose flexibility. The rider becomes an inflexible stick, unable to absorb lateral forces.
When in the saddle, take a few moments to track that force when you actively push downward into your stirrups. What changes in your contact with your calf? What happens in your knee? Does it move? What direction or directions does it travel? What happens in your pelvis? Where does your pelvis move? How does the contact in your thigh change? Observe what happens. You notice your tendency is to be pushed back towards the cantle and even lighten your weight in the seat of the saddle. Instead, when you're aligned over your legs, your weight can easily go downward into your heels. So instead of heels down, think weight in the heels. I've even instructed some riders heels up to relieve the pressure in their stirrups. This action, depending on the rider's flexibility, allows for a more level foot. The heel will be lower or level. But the key is to access the flexibility of the rider's joints. The amount your heel lowers is highly individual. What is important is accessing the ideal amount. If you have difficulty allowing your heels to lower, check for tension in your ankles. But often, changes in how you organize your back can allow you to lengthen downward into your heels. So how you organize your back can influence influence the ease of weighting your heels. It's interesting, there was a time when I found it less than ideal to ride in anything that didn't give me a lot of ankle support. It was tall boots or paddock boots and half chaps. If not, I felt tension in my ankles if I didn't have supportive footwear. Paddock boots were not enough. Now that I'm positioned over my leg, I'm fine with only paddock boots. Coming over my leg created the conditions to stand onto my feet. That clear transfer of my weight downward came from my legs being in line with my spine, not behind it where you're closer to a sitting position. Moving on to discuss the position of your thigh and thigh aids. Often riders interpret a thigh aid as squeezing in with the thigh. This is a lot of work. In reality, advancing your torso over your legs, accessing the powerful muscles of your pelvis, snugs up your thighs, allowing easy application of your leg aids. You can also vary how much you come up over your legs. Even so much that you can pass your pelvis forward ahead of your shoulders instead of leaning back and bringing your shoulders backwards. So if needed, passing your pelvis forward for a more defensive position should that emergency ever crop up. Another way to use your thigh as an aid, rotate your pelvis, meaning advance one side of your pelvis forward. This initiates the muscular tonus that creates those thigh aids for turning or lateral movement in a way that is in a way that's effortless. Again, the pressure through your thigh is initiated by the big muscles of your pelvis, not the muscles of your thigh. If you try to use only your inner thigh muscles, it is much more difficult. Just try to remain relaxed and sustain any thigh aid that is initiated by squeezing inward when you are simply sitting on your horse and not towards standing. That's not easy. You're only using your inner thigh muscles. It's far simpler to snug up your thigh through the more powerful muscles of your pelvis. Even using your lower leg or your calf or heel for leg aid is simplified when you bring your torso over your leg. 
This avoids any scrunching up of your leg or drawing your heel upwards. I know I ended up with back pain because I was using my leg too much and not in an easing fashion before I learned how to use my whole self as a unit. If the leg aids come from accessing the power of your core, those big muscles of your pelvis and back, leg aids become easy and clear. You don't pull up your leg, you don't strain your lower back, because that's what I did when I was following the advice of more leg. My back became chronically sore, so connecting your legs to the big muscles of your core, you add easy power to your leg aids, making your leg aids feel effortless. Side-to-side asymmetry can impact leg position, and here's just a few examples. If your pelvis is lifted on one side, the corresponding leg needs to take up the length somewhere, resulting in tension, usually in the ankle, so the heel doesn't drop. Another example is having your chest more oriented over to one side. This will allow the leg on that side to drop easily along the horse's barrel with the opposite leg not as well draped. The rider doesn't feel that leg as connected or powerful as the one where the torso tends to be aligned over. The leg that is more difficult to use then may have a greater tendency to grip inwards with possible negative consequences of losing a stirrup, drawing the leg upward, and because it's already excessively engaged inward, making leg aids more challenging. Think about it. That inward grip that draws your leg upward means you need to pull more inward or upward to apply your leg aid. More of an already applied unnecessary tension makes even more effort much harder. Other examples include the left and right sides of your back may not be symmetrical. Everything from scoliosis to being more powerful on one side of your back will affect your leg position and function. And there are strategies to help riders with scoliosis function more symmetrically. Some riders may have one seat bone situated more forward than the other for yet another possible source of right-left leg variation. The possibility, possible variations of asymmetries are seemingly endless and can involve a fair amount of investigation to uncover the source or sources. One last point about leg position. Lightness to the leg and seat aids is important and must be considered. Sustaining a lot of effort in your legs is fatiguing and frustrating. Which brings me to getting your horse in front of your leg. If you find you're constantly in need, in need of more leg, check the quality of your horse's movement. Often riders focus on getting the horse to respond to the leg, sensitizing the horse's reaction. This is only half of the equation. Your horse needs to understand and respond without hesitation to move off the leg, but ideally your horse needs to be in a body state to allow movement to happen easily. That ability to move off your leg happens when the horse is balanced and straight. Being on the forehand and lateral asymmetries of your horse impact the lightness of your aids. The better your horse's coordination, the lighter your aids. Now this is not an ex exhaustive list of ways to improve your leg. I'm hoping I've introduced ways of building up your functioning in unique and multifaceted ways. I'm hoping you can view your position in a functional way 
consider the impact of small shifts in areas most don't consider. I'm offering some keys that will unlock solutions to improve how you ride. So that's it for today. I hope you learned a little bit. If this topic or any of the other topics on these podcasts piqued your curiosity, you can contact me at info at suzannedestefano.com. There you can sign up for my newsletter or visit my website, www.feldenkraisinspired.com. And you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. For now, enjoy your time with your horse.